Hello, my friends, and uh, welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 90, and we're going to do the readings for the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time, the last, uh, next to the last. Um, uh, Next week will be, this coming Sunday coming up, will be uh, Feast of Christ the King, and then we are in the season of Advent, which is the beginning of the uh, new uh, liturgical year, church liturgical year. Advent is is pretty much the beginning of the new liturgical year uh, for us as Catholics. It's I, it's the same thing, I believe, for the Orthodox uh, Christians, the Coptics, the uh, Russian Orthodox, the Greek Orthodox, and I'm quite certain the Armenians and the um, other Eastern Rite Catholics um, it, it pretty much is. And I'm th- quite certain it's probably the same thing for the Anglican Episcopal Church. They probably follow the same sort of like ancient calendar. All right. So I know I've been away for a while. Uh, before we begin the readings, uh, a lot's happened. Um, let me just uh, say this, Okay. There, there, there is a serious problem in our church. We have a, a lot of division in, Catholic, in in the Roman Catholic Church now. There is so much division. I know I've mentioned this before, probably in other podcasts, but it's uh, it's sad. Um, we have, on one hand, we have let's say we have the whole church. But let's look at it this way. It's fractured. It's fractured and it's divided. And sadly, we have let um, the secular world come in and it has invaded. uh, we We have let it define us. A long time ago, someone did say once on um on some program it was a PBS program. I can't remember um, the title of it anymore, but it seemed um, this was very dangerous that instead of the church helping the secular culture, helping the culture, leading the culture, defining, helping the culture define itself, find, uh, define morality. We have let the secular world come in and now it is redefining morality for the church and that's not the way it's supposed to be uh saint augustine said just as the soul is to the body so is the church to the state to the nation to the culture and unfortunately we have reversed it we have made the state contaminate the soul of the church and of course i'm i am i'm not talking about christ because christ and in a sense we're talking about the the militant church on earth here those of us who are here in this world there is a serious serious problem there's a serious problem we we have lost a lot and and a lot of it has a lot to do with our shepherds our shepherds have, have um you know they're they're itching to be like like the world there's of course if you ever read the book of maccabees the first book of maccabees <clears throat> there's a it happened with the elite of the jewish people who wanted to join the greeks and they decided to let in the uh, the the outside world and contaminate uh, Jewish culture. You know, to 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 join them, to join the 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 culture and style and the fashion of the of the outside world, and that's and that basically has affected Jew, uh, Jewish culture. I would say even to this very day. A lot of people 
believe that they can um, that they can create a utopian world, a utopian society. And it's not possible. There is no paradise on earth. There is none. The only answer to everything, the only one answer to everything, is Christ. Only Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer to everything. In Him, you will find your completeness. In Him, you will find meaning. In Him, you'll find who you really are. We are not complete until we have Christ in our lives. And it goes to for everybody. In the Catholic Church now, <clears throat> we have a fractured Novus Ordo rite. We have Orthodox, Conservative, Novus Ordo. I know some people may think, is there such a thing? Yes, there is. There is such a thing. And you have a very liberal group of Novus Ordo who don't care about rituals, traditions, rites. They just hijacked it completely and they're all in in on novelty and change and everything and LGBT and feminism and uh, circus masses, all that stuff. No, no, n- you know, they, they don't even... Theology doesn't make a difference. Doctrines doesn't make a difference. Dogma doesn't make a difference. You name it, they're in on it. Okay, and and it's 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 hurting the faith. It's hurt. It's bringing. We're losing people. We're bleeding, uh, people left and right, and unfortunately, um, that's hurting it. Now, at the same time, you got now the Latin Mass crowd. You got Latin Mass people who are faithful to the church, and you got Latin Mass people who are all under the Lefebvre camp. The pi, uh, pious, whatever it is, the uh, you know, with the Lefebvre people, the Trinity Mass, and they think that everything else in the Catholic Church is just like the Sevek, whatever the heck, the empty chair of Peter, and all that stuff. It's just ridiculously stupid. And now you got a bunch of cardinals and bishops <clears throat> who who just basically they're all in it on for themselves. They, they are, they're too scared to speak up. They don't mention sin. Nobody preaches sin. Nobody preaches, preaches repentance of sin. Nobody says hell. Nobody talks about damnation. You need to hear it. And you need to know. You need to know. That many of us are heading the wrong direction. Many of our brothers and sisters are heading the wrong direction. You cannot. There is no union with the outside world. Our job is to convert the world, not become the world. And it's just ridiculous. Nobody seems to care. And it's heartbreaking. You know, it is seriously heartbreaking. Abortion, nobody talks about it. Contraception, nobody talks about it. You know, I, I worked, I've been working late. <clears throat> I came home late the other night, ridiculously late. I should have come home late. Um, you know, it, it, you know, this guy <laughs> behind me was wearing a skirt. He was wearing a skirt. And there's a lot of, and, and, and sadly... It's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. You know, you, you, it's like, I don't know, they, there's a lot of people who believe in a progressive form of Christianity, a progressive Catholicism, a progressive uh, church, an evolving church, an evolving Christianity, an evolving Catholicism. And... Devoid of, of supernatural, devoid of any supernatural truth. You know, 
the God within you, the Christ within you. You know, a very vague concept. That Jesus never said he was God, that he was talking about the God within him. (laughs) What the heck does that mean? What does that mean? It's all like new age, mumbo jumbo, guru, uh, garbage, BS. You know, that, that's, that's what it means. It doesn't mean anything. No one's going to buy it. N- nobody cares. Either he's, either he is God or he's not. Either he is, he is truly God or he's just a madman. Where he's, you know, anything else. Absolutely not. Okay? Absolutely not. Anyway, let's begin with... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this last Sunday's um, reading. So, we're going to begin. I'll start off... Uh, start off with the... Um, the act of contrition. It's just, you know, we have to really do something about this. It's, you know, it's getting, it's getting extremely bad and and it's starting to hurt. The only answer, all right, is that we have to really grow in our faith and know how to talk about our faith, you know, to bring others in. And, you, we can't do that if we don't know what it means to be a Christian. What does it mean to believe in Jesus Christ? And that's a serious problem. A lot of a lot of us don't know. So we're going to start really. Um, I'm going to share some. I'm going to I'm going to share some thoughts exactly because you have to. They have to see. They have to see what Christ done. You know what what Christ has done in your life. And it's not, this is not a performance. You have to really, um, really dig deep, invest in that relationship. Pray, pray and um, learn to talk about it. Learn to talk about your faith. And they have to see the changes. They have to see the changes, but you can't just memorize words, memorize catechism passages. That's just formula, and they're going to see that. They're going to see that, and they're going to realize you're just, you know, you're just reciting. I don't really see anything. You know, what? how do you talk to someone who doesn't, you know, who is an atheist? How do you talk to someone who doesn't know Christ? How do you talk to someone who has never read the Bible and has no interest reading the Bible? How do you talk to that person? That's important. All right, let's begin. Let's start with this. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my faults, through my faults, through my most grievous faults. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrielisyon. 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 Kristeelisyon. 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 Kyrielisyon. 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 Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, 
Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. So, we are now in, like I said, the 30, sorry, 33rd, I'm sorry, 33rd week of Ordinary Time. Next week will be the 34th, which is Feast of Christ the King, which is the end of the liturgical calendar, or beginning, you could say, really. And the readings are going to start to change. You're going to start actually start seeing the change in this reading, which is an end-time reading, which is an apocalyptic reading. And apocalypse means to unveil, to reveal. It, <clears throat> The word apocalypse has sort of got muddled with the term um, end of the world, the apocalypse. It, that doesn't mean that. The word itself means to unveil, to reveal. And... In actuality, it also pretty much means the church itself has to go through trial. It has to go through trial, and it, it has gone through trial. If you you will notice this uh, right away in the book of Acts, you see the apostles getting going to persecution. You see um, martyrdom, um, the death of Stephen, St. Stephen being the first martyr. Uh, you see the apostles following the footsteps of Jesus, and you see this. Technically, this happens a lot in the church history. There's, you can see that what happened in Rome between like 63 and 65 AD during the time of July of that year, when um, Rome had an accidental, some kind of fire. Some people say Nero, most likely through his junk, drunken stupor and madness, um, had the um, merchant district, the market district set on fire. He wanted to rebuild the city and call it in his name, Neropolis, right? And um, when the public, the masses turned on him, when they heard the rumor started spreading, uh, that he was the cause of the fire, destroying many people's lives, their businesses, their homes. Uh, the fire lasted for quite some time. Actually, more than a week. Actually, possibly two weeks. Later on, he somehow, it was probably given to him to blame it on this new sect, an offshoot of Judaism called Christians since they were odd people already. And that year, of course, Peter, Simon Peter was in Rome. Near, uh, Paul was there, but he was heading off already in Spain. I think he was going off to possibly France. Maybe he heard about it. Maybe he never went, to, never made it that far. But the persecution began. And um, who knows how many Christians died were put into the, the arena. But it was it was they were a scapegoat, a scapegoat for Nero, and that's exactly what happened. And ever since then, of course, it led to the death, the martyrdom of Saint Peter and Saint Paul, and many many others that probably never made it to the canon of saints. But we we're here. We're all here. And this happened over and over and over again, basically. The persecution didn't end with that. It continued. As a matter of fact, you don't hear about one, one important thing. There was a persecution of Christians in Rome. But can you imagine hearing about Nero putting to death Christians, this new sect, what the high priesthood in Jerusalem thought, an opportunity Um you know, an opportunity basically to get rid of them, to get rid of these Jew uh, Hebrew Christians. 
and they persecuted them. And, you know, this is what the book of Hebrews basically, I think, was referencing that time. You know, I, I know I truly believe it was well, definitely written by, by St. Paul, unless he really doesn't really also matter, right? But it sounds like someone in Rome, right? It sounds like, because it, it mentions Rome, it mentions Italy, but it, the point is, you see it. You see the death and resurrection. Death and resurrection. The only way the church was able to flourish was there had to be a death. There had to be a martyrdom. St. Peter and St. Paul and many others needed to die so that the truth of Christ can continue and grow, that the message the church can continue to grow. The church could be ever new. All right, let's begin the reading. All right, the first reading is very short. It's actually from Malachi chapter 3, verse 19 to 20. The sun of justice will shine on you. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven, when all the proud and evildoers will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire, leaving them neither root nor branch, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, there, there will arise the Son of Justice with its healing rays. Okay, one more time. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven. When all the proud and all evildoers will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire. Leaving them neither root nor branch, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, there will arise the son of justice with its healing rays. All right, so... Let's look at this again slowly. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven. Blazing like an oven. Imagine like, picture like, you know, those images of those baker ovens. My grandmother had that. She had that in uh, in her house uh, when I used to live in the West Bank Uh you know, the Palestinian territory, she had an oven, an oven like that. And it was an old, it was a, a rock oven, you know, ma you know, made of stone and everything, you know, very, very, uh, definitely very old, very biblical, you could say it. And a lot of, a lot of women had that. A lot of people had that in their homes and, you know, built that way. And, you know, they have to clean it out and you see the fire in it, right? You see it. It's it's the blazing fire, hot. Look like the the right at the entrance of the, of the little tiny cave. It looks like a little cave. And um, sometimes they would build an iron door for it. You know, they do that sometimes in those places. And I, and you see, like in when you go buy bread from the baker, he had that. He had that kind of oven. You see that in a pizzeria here today. If you go to a pizzeria, they they have like a little stone ovens, and you see the rot, the hot orange blaze in the background, the fire going up. And here, it's blazing like an oven when all the proud and all evil evil doers will be stubble. So here you get it. When all the proud and all the evil evildoers, those who, who practice, who do evil, will be stubble, will be burned up to stubble. So proud. Pride comes before the fall, right? We've heard that. That's in Proverbs. Pride comes before the fall. 
proud people who refuse to admit that they're wrong. Evildoers, those who do evil, those who who practice evil, live on evil, feed on doing evil. But even though they probably those who probably think that they're not evil. But they call good evil and evil good and burn like stubble. Um, you know, you can like see how a branch and how its leaves just burn away. Right? And it becomes just a, a, a dry stubble, a dry stump. No, nothing can grow from it. You know? You ever look at a, like something that burns up, it turns gray uh, in an oven and it's moist branches just, what was once could have been moist branches just gone and it could never grow ever again. And that's usually what, what it is basically with those. And the day that is coming will set them on fire. They will burn leaving them neither root nor branch. Now nothing could ever grow again, says the Lord of hosts, the God of heaven, the God of saints and angels. But for you who fear my name, they will arise in the Son of justice with its healing rays. Now this is something we have to understand. The term fear my name, fear the Lord, does not mean that we're terrified of him, but we're fear, we fear losing a relationship with him. We fear losing, we, that we will lose that because the problem is it's us. We fear disappointing him. We fear being led astray from him. That that is what he's that that is what he's talking about that's what the scripture means by fear you're afraid like you love you know you guy who loves this girl he you love this woman you 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 love her you don't want to disappoint her you fear disappointing her you fear failing her you feel failing your children that's that it's a relationship based on a relationship a deep relationship that a relationship that you you find precious, valuable, more precious than gold, more precious than rubies, more precious than all the wealth of the world, that relationship, that love, you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose that relationship. That's what it means. That's what it means. You see what I'm saying? That is more important than anything else. That's what it means. A relationship with the Lord means that. It means everything. And the son of justice with its healing rays, the Christ, it's Christ. Christ, it's, it's, it's Christ. The Holy Spirit, it's God the Father. It's the relationship with God the Father. A deep abiding relationship. A relationship where you know, you know God and, you, and, and he knows you. A union, the healing rays wiping away all sin and filth because you confess your sins and you admit you can't do anything without him. That's what it means. That's what it means. All right, so we'll read it one more time. Malachi chapter 3, verse 19 to 20. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven. When all the proud and all evildoers will, will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire. Leaving, leaving them neither root nor branch, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, they will, they will arise the son of justice with his healing rays. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 98. The Lord comes, the Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Uh, before I begin to read it, there's a, I've been look, reading a little bit of uh, St. Faustina's diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul, and in her, um, 
you know, since this is the month for holy souls, there's a, uh, I read something here that's uh, very interesting. It's, um, let me see if I could find it. Good. Oh yeah, good. I kept it in a place. It's in her first notebook, notebook number one. And it's, um, I guess you can call it paragraph 20. It's part of paragraph 20. The next night I saw my guardian angel who ordered me to follow him. In a moment, I was in a misty place full of fire in which there was a great crowd of suffering souls. They were praying fervently, but to no avail for themselves. Only we can come to their aid. Only we can come to their aid. The flames which were burning them did not touch me at all. My guardian angel did not leave me for an instant. I asked the, these souls what their greatest suffering was. They answered me in one voice that their greatest torment was, lose, was longing for God. I saw Our Lady visiting the souls in purgatory. The souls call her the star of the sea. She brings them refreshment. I wanted to talk with them some more, but my guardian angel beckoned me to leave. We went out of that prison of suffering. I heard an interior voice which said, My mercy does not want this, but justice demands it. Since that time, I am in closer communion with the suffering souls. Isn't that beautiful? So you see, <clears throat> the, the chances for, our, for us, our prayers, our prayers can help them. This is all by the mercy of God. God set this up. Our Lord Jesus, through his merits, made it possible. It was always possible because in the book of Maccabees, Judah makes a collection for the fallen and to send us prayers. But now in the participation for Christ, in the participation of Christ, it's more possible. It's more, it's through his merits, through his suffering, and through the prayers of Our Lady, we can help them. We can help these suffering souls. And think about it, how much more graces we get. We get more graces through the passion of our Lord that we remember these souls. So pray for the souls in purgatory. Pray for them. All right, <clears throat> let's continue. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Sing praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious song with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord. Lord. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. The mountains shout with them, shout with them for joy. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He, rule, he will rule the earth with justice and the peoples with equity. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Amen. Okay, uh, the second reading. Second, as uh, St. Paul's letter Second letter to the Thessalonians. Okay, I said it correctly. Uh, reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 7 and 12. Okay. If anyone is unwilling to work, neither should that one eat. Okay. Brothers and sisters, you know how one must imitate us. For we did not act in a disorderly way among you, nor did we eat food received free from anyone. On the contrary, in toil and drudgery, night and day we worked, so as not to burden any of you. Not that we do not have the right, <clears throat> rather, 
we wanted to present ourselves as a model for you so that you might imitate us. In fact, when we were with you, we instructed you that if anyone was unwilling to work, neither should that one eat. We hear that some are conducting themselves among you in a disorderly way by not keeping busy, but minding the business of others. Such people we instruct and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and to eat their own food. All right, this is uh, this is basically talking about the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's talking about people who take advantage. We know about this, right? We know people who do this, who take advantage, who take advantage of others, who take advantage of 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 their position, who abuse their position, their power, who abuse the gospel, who use the gospel for their own personal, um, you know, use it for their own personal business. And sadly, I think that's, that that is exactly what has happened in the church. Uh, it has happened dozens of times over and over again. And it's sad. It's absolutely sad. Um, sadly, um, it's not just, it's not just the clergy, the, although the clergy themselves, um, that's a different category, but it's still abusive. Um, I would say, sadly, it has come to this interest, I think, with lay people. A lot of lay people have done, are doing this. Those who work for the bishops, those who, um, you know, work with Catholic charities, those who work in the uh, the Dutch diocese, uh, have you know, who work in Catholic education, uh, who work in the catechism program. It it has all become, uh, I, I'm afraid, uh, abusive. It has become personal interest. And, and and their own personal, what do you call, financial and career-wise. And that is absolutely, totally wrong. Um, there is, you know, sadly, this happens, I think, when it becomes a bureaucracy. Um, love for Jesus Christ, I think, is not in a lot of these people. I mean, I know, I'm not trying to cast a judgment on all of them. But I think the problem is there, it, there is, there has to be a reality of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I I see this. I hate to say this. You know, in my own personal parish, um, the one I go to. I think you know, there's, there's a lot missing. There's a lot missing, and it breaks my heart. Is I would say the the love of Christ is missing. You know, I you know you've heard me complain about the fact that Catholic communities are not very warm and not very friendly. And you know, but I I truly believe that there has to be. We have to do something about this. We really do have to do something about this. I don't know the answer yet. Uh, I'm praying that Christ will give an answer, where Christ will open the door, where we can change something. You know, and sadly, even my own my own work, uh, daily work life, because I I work I work from Monday to Friday, and the weekends. You know how quickly the weekends go. The weekend go weekends go fast, and you gotta, you know, you're trying to you're trying to get things done. You know, you want to you know prepare for the the beginning of the new week, and as soon as before you know it, it's you know Sunday, and it's Sunday evening, and the next day you got to go to work, and it's it's sad, but that's that you know our own work life I think interferes with it, you know, but there I truly believe that we have to do something, and and I don't know why, but it's you know. It's difficult. It's difficult. But I think New York City, the culture also around us, uh, I think, gets in the way. All right, let's move on from here. All right, <clears throat> now we get into the gospel. 
Alleluia, alleluia. Stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. Alleluia, alleluia. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 21, verse 5 to 19. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, teacher, when will this happen? And what will what and what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow do not follow them. The time has come, do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your, to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a, a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so this is a um, obviously similar to uh, what we read in Mark, I believe chapter 13, Matthew 24. And this is definitely pointing to um, definitely the end times, but he was also... Um, speaking about immediately what will happen after his ascension, after his death, resurrection, and ascension. And definitely it's also about the future. You know, a lot of people, um, they tend to have a, a, a stereotype about Christianity that we have a uh, a persecution complex, or um, we have a uh, an obsession for end times, and that's not. I'll be honest with you. I think that is not true. I think a lot of Christians may definitely uh, play with it too much. Let's say for I think profit, like uh, books and movies and stuff like that, but. Honestly, it, it this is not something I think anyone wants. I mean, look at what we went through for the last couple of years since COVID. Look how the world has changed completely. Um, look how all of a sudden overnight, uh, everything changed. Um, it's scarier. I'll be honest with you. I don't like it. I, uh, I find it very frightening, uh, uh, scary. 
you be, you you realize i think when you what the possibility of what life is like you don't have control of anything you realize you don't have control of your world you realize you have no control of of your of anything your life now is at the whim of of events. You know, all of a sudden, now we all had to get vaccines. All of a sudden, overnight, we all had to wear masks. All of a sudden, the place I worked at was closed to the public for months. I never dreamed I would ever witness such a thing. I saw Fifth Avenue empty, completely empty. Of people. The the cultural institution I work at was closed. No visitors. You can walk through the main hall uh, where where tourists come is it's empty. The shop is closed. The cafeteria is closed. The front steps was empty of, of tourists. A complete lockdown. Then suddenly, we all had to get vaccine shots. I mean, right now, I'm still, at this moment, I can hear tinnitus ringing in my ear from the, from the vaccine. You don't want, you don't want, You don't want the end or persecution to begin. You, I don't think anyone knows what they're asking for. Antichrist, world leader, persecution. We all saw what could happen if we didn't get the vaccine, right? That we all could lose our jobs. Could lose our financial status cancel culture people reporting you people calling you bigot all kinds of things like that it is not something that I don't think anyone is prepared okay violence is not something we want you want to go through I know we have no control and then the idea that we could be persecuted for our faith. You saw how parents who spoke out for their kids suddenly were found themselves investigated by the FBI. Suddenly you were given an ultimatum if you don't take the vaccine. You could be let go from your job or you could be laid off without pay. I mean, uh, I mean seriously, people. Nobody knows what they're asking for. Persecution, end times, being reported as a hate person, cancel culture, possibly being locked out from your accounts and everything like that. Yeah, you have to suffer this for Christ, but this was a small taste of what might come and what will come eventually. You really have to pay pay close attention. This is a very, very dangerous world we're living in. It could change at a moment. At a moment you will find yourself I don't know what the you know, I mean seriously. This is not fun. You saw what happened now with the uh, recent election, how divided our country is now. If you went to bed to a, a blue state or a red state, you woke up in a, if you woke up to a blue state, more blue than ever before. If you woke up in a red state, more red than you are before. But none of us have control and that's where you got to be careful. Be prepared, be ready. Be, be ready and be afraid. Unbelievable.
unbelievable how people are can be very foolish and naive. Gun ho, oh, I'm ready for the persecution. No, you're not. You don't know what you're talking about. If you are a boaster, you're going to be proven to be a liar. Everything is dangerous. You don't know the kind of world you're going to be living in. You don't know how much violence you could be living in. It's dangerous. It is extremely dangerous. Be careful. You have to be ready. It's, you know, I, and I don't think any of us, no matter how much ready we are, will ever be ready. Family members turning on you. Jesus said himself, I did not come to bring peace, but the sword. To turn family against family, father against sons, sons against father, mothers against children, children against mother, brother against brother, sister against sister, brother and sister against each other. It Nobody knows what they're asking. Nobody knows what this life is going to be like. Nobody. Anyway, let's end it here and uh, we'll meet again soon. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the, for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us nigh into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God bless.